If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr., and I'm joined by the host of P.S. I Love You, XOXO, Greg Miller. Blessing, yeah, you're the only person who ever introduces me on shows, because usually I, I'm the one introducing. So I'd like you, since, you know, I, like if Andy can have like a 19 freaking step intro, you know what I mean, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I like being the host of P.S. I Love You, but I'd also like to be introduced as WWE Superstar, because I'm a WWE right. Superstar. I can redo it. Thank you. I I'd like that. I'm not going to add a bunch of. Do you uh, want Barrett to run the you, intro again? Do the intro again, yeah. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adio A. Jr., and I'm joined by the host of PSLFU XOXO, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, a.k.a. The Prince, Jester, some might say, of Halloween. No, no, Greg too far. Miller. Hello, How's Blessing. That? How are that you? Good? That, that was, yeah, I mean, it was good until the end. I think, you know, two-thirds of it were great. And then you just ad-libbed mm-hmm. too much, and you lied. You lied about it, which is always upsetting. That you're not a WWE superstar? No. Uh, you told me to lie. You told right, me to say First that off, lie. that's real. WWE.com, go to superstars. There's Greg Miller. It's easy. That's easy. That's fine. That's normal. You know that this, I'm this the king superstar, of Halloween. You know that I'm the super- king of Halloween. Zach McCoy in the YouTube chat has super chatted and said Greg is the true king of Halloween. Everybody knows it. Doesn't superstar imply that you're in the ring doing suplexes, doing clotheslines, DDTs? Plus, WrestleMania is right around the corner. All right? Don't slams. worry about what I'm going to be doing out oh, there. Oh, you're going to be in WrestleMania? Who are you fighting? Are you, you going to take out The Undertaker for the second time? <laughs> you know, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to. I can't show my cards too early. All right. Oh shit, uh, Greg. Before the show, we were talking about how quickly it takes for us to to shower in the morning. Because I was yeah. talking about how I was I was running a little bit late because of a shower situation here. Uh, I got to follow. Do you want to out your roommate? Do you want to blame your roommate? Because no, I'm not going to. Okay, I'm cool. not going to blame my roommate. I'm not going to blame. Her. Usually, Michael usually Hines. I don't even notice when he's in the shower. Yeah, usually it's it's not. Don't worry about that. My question for you is: How long does it take for you to make a plate of eggs? Because let me tell you. This morning, I got to 9.40, and again, I was running late, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't eaten. And I can feel myself having the shakes a little bit. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I might need to put some food I in I need some protein. Yeah, I need, I need something. And so it's 9.40, and I'm like, oh, what can I make right now that'll get me into the Discord by 9.50? And I'm thinking through the things that are in my fridge, and I have nothing, right? I don't have any microwavable food, sadly. I'm like, oh, shit, What's your grocery plan on the weeks? You, 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 you doing a grocery store run? You, you, you doing some uh, Instacart? What are you up to? How do you, how do you grocery shop? I, I kind of just go with the flow whenever I feel like it. I don't have, like, a, a weekly plan. It's maybe, maybe about biweekly. I'm going every okay. two weeks. I do have a notes app that is, like, sure, my okay. here's all my things to pick up. So on here, oh, I can check off a lot of this stuff, actually. Uh, had laundry detergent. This is the last. The last time I went grocery shopping was, I think, over this last weekend. Uh, so I got detergent. I got some lemon juice. 
in case I want to flavor anything. Gotta have <laughs> lemon juice. No, gotta have lemon in juice. the house, but I need detergent <laughs> and lemon juice. Uh, I got some uh, microwavable burritos, which I do have in the fridge, but I didn't want to have that for breakfast. Uh, bread. I needed bread. I got a pack of bagels, which this is seven days. I checked. Uh, this actually pissed me off today because I was planning to make some bagels. I looked at the bagels, bought them seven days ago. These things were fucking just Boy. rotten. Yeah, like so yeah. moldy and i was like yeah. really we have seven days to eat these bagels that you know that you're, you're, you're bread never lasts you get them yeah Unless uh, you get like, if them... you get like thomas's bagels or something like that yeah. then, like, if you get preservative up the ass bagels you can, yeah if you're you getting it longer. from like trader joe's like you got to be careful about like bread uh and grain products from trader joe's because mm. those will you gotta like make sure that those are either refrigerated could, or frozen if you're not i was gonna say go, freeze them freeze them some days kevin's always trader talking joe's. about the roger way roger w- before he moved here brought new york bagels and taught kevin to freeze them and then wrap them i think in a wet paper towel and defrost them that way as living with jen somebody who loves montreal bagels we order them freeze them and then we pre-slice them freeze them and then just pop them off and put them in the toaster that way and they're great Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I got these bagels from uh, Safeway. They're just like whatever Safeway, Safeway bagels. Out of like the those. little plastic thing where you like lift it up and you grab the bagel that way. No, it was like prepackaged. It was, okay, it was a prepackaged okay, okay. bagel. Um, got that. Got some ranch because there's been a ranch shortage sure. in this house lately. Uh, I'll skip that one. Face wash. Real quick, while you you can what keep up? going through, you trying. There's a poll on Twitch. Who's the true king of Halloween? And with 46 percent of the vote, it's Joey Noel. And this is wow. why I think people are always like, poll, man, honestly. it sucks wow. that, you know, everybody, you know, gerrymanders and rigs elections and stuff like that. It's because you guys can't be trusted with democracy. Look at what just happened here. Yeah. All right. And it's not third like, party Canada just came in and, and won for and no not reason. Even I mean, like I mean, like Janet is in the race as well, but yeah, it doesn't not matter. Even you don't care about facts, do you? I mean, if anything, that's hope for the third party. Because, like, I would love to live in a society where the third party candidates can at least have a chance. If anything, hey, kind of funny chat. You're doing a great job out there. Uh, who's who's winning, though? Who's number one? Joey won. Uh, Joey won. Oh, Joey won. Okay. Well, that's that was me. Upsetting. So, I mean, like, I'm I'm vice president and you're just janitor. Uh, I got some potatoes, uh, some sugar, <laughs> <laughs> some cooking oil. I was thinking I some cooking but oil. But do you, so you're just buying these random things with, like, any intent? Like, what did you think you were going to do with the potatoes? No, I I make potatoes all the time. How, what, how are you cooking with them? What? Are you making a baked potato, a fry, a, a mash? What are you doing? I'm doing breakfast potatoes. I'm eating them for breakfast. So I'm like cutting them gotcha. up, boiling, frying them, and then eating them with eggs, sometimes sure. bacon. It's like sure. my favorite thing to make. I love making breakfast. But anyway, I bring it up because at 940, I was like, I think I just showed off my grocery shopping list. Um, at 940, I was like, oh, man, I need to eat something. I have nothing. I don't have time to go to McDonald's or uh, 7-Eleven because usually when I do that, something spills in my car. It delays of course, me more. Of course. I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make some eggs and see how long it takes me, how quickly I can make some eggs. And when I tell you, I got out from my chair at 7.40, made eggs, sat down in my chair, and it was 7.43. I didn't, I never internalized how quickly you can make eggs. Did you like scramble, fastest... fry? What did you do? Scrambled them. Yeah. Scrambled, put them in the, the, the pan, fried them, boom, yeah. done. Oh, yeah, that's super bread. fast. Yeah, that's super fast. That's, that's going to be my, a part of my daily routine now. I'm just making eggs every morning now. It was so quick. Okay. I just wanted to share that. I no, wanted to I ask you how long that. it takes you usually because I was shocked <laughs> when I sat I mean, down. I, I was like, time has I'm usually a sunny side up guy because I like to do sunny side up and some uh, uh, toast. And then you dip the toast in there. You make a little sandwich. Maybe toss some ham in there if you got that Sounds going. Good. Sounds good. Greg? I bought a ham steak the size of my face the other day. 
And it was one of those things I bought knowing Jen wouldn't need it. And she sure didn't. Mm. She gave some of it to Benjamin, which I was kind of pissed about. But then I got to cook the rest of it and eat myself. And it was pretty You great. don't like Benjamin eating, eating the ham steak? It's just I had a, I had a plan for that ham steak. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to put it in the frying pan, do that, toss it out. I mean, the how, much did, uh, how much did he eat of it? Well, it's because Jen made it for him. She made him these egg bites. You know what I mean? She makes little gotcha, egg bites gotcha, like Starbucks. Gotcha. So she, okay. you know, had the muffin tin foot and she put it. And I was like, that's too much ham. This baby's not going to appreciate it. And he didn't really appreciate it, you know? Mm, not like Jared Petty. Not like Jared Petty. who I've never met a man who, or a person, a, a thing that loves ham as much as Jared <laughs> Petty does. All right? There's no sentient being on earth that would walk around eating a ball of ham like that man did. That man is at the, the top of I love ham. Is, is, is this part of the Jared Petty lore? Because I've never heard this, oh, yeah. this tidbit. Yeah, like, you've never heard, heard this. We'll find a picture. No. We'll find a picture. This is he just fucking he, loves ham? When they made him in uh, KFW, he has a ham in his pocket <laughs> Like when he comes to the ring. Yeah, Jared Petty, when he was on the keto diet or whatever, showed up one day and just brought a a ball uh, like a ball of ham like the end cut off of like you know like a there it is there's the photo the end cut off of a, a thing of ham oh my God. And, he, and i was like oh you're gonna make a sandwich and he's like no and he's walking around eating this like a psychopath while we built games daily that is so funny i love but it I, but as somebody who loves ham i get it jared petty has always been that man you know what i mean Jen, Jerry Petty like, has he, always been, he lives out loud. And it would like, because if you remember, like, not if you remember, this is another dated Greg Miller story, but when Jared Petty was the new guy at IGN, one day he walked in with two submarine sandwiches. <laughs> walked in with two submarine sandwiches. And I was like, what's up with the sandwiches? He ate one submarine sandwich for breakfast and the other for lunch. And I was like, this guy fucked. I love this man. This man is awesome. I absolutely love that. Greg? Enough about ham, enough about Jared Petty. Let's talk about today's stories, which include a Gotham Knights preview roundup, Overwatch 2 not working yesterday, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us and we get stuff wrong by going to KindOfFunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you it is finally happening friday the 14th we're moving into the square bedroom our 5,000 square foot studio uh state of the art also it says that in here it's state of the art in san francisco and you're invited to what the if it what if it's all old shit it was like real, all, it was real like cameras the frankenstein version of the old studio just reconstructed in a bigger space uh and you're invited to the marathon stream to end all marathon streams it starts at 10 a.m pacific time uh cisco will be there james and elise will be there and we'll be doing some of your favorite bits live while funding a whole bunch of brand new kind of funny content you don't want to miss it friday october 14th at 10 a.m pacific time uh now that means that next week will be different monday the 10th we'll record kfgd and the final kind of funny podcast from home uh but all of the content except for greg greg's greg way vlogs on patreon uh, will be canceled as you move in and prep for the friday uh, the 14th stream you do not want to miss this and then speaking of things you don't want to miss, we have a brand new piece of merch out. Uh, merch of the month is the Studio Bomber Jacket designed by Nick at Campfire Design Studio. Uh, Barrett, we got a video. Roll the video. What is hype? Ah! 
Is it something that makes you feel like this? Or make you do something like this? Whoa! Is it a paradigm shifting announcement? Or is it just a new dope bomber jacket? Introducing the all new KF Studio Bomber Jacket. Get hype at kindoffunny.com slash store. That is good looking jacket. Video. Good video. Good looking jacket. Yeah. Great jacket. Are you going to get one? Do you have one already? I, know, I never, I I never know, get merch I am, on time, so I just I assume well, I'm going to get this. Well, no, none of us get merch on time, but it's all getting better because we get to move to the studio. From what I understand, as usual, and theoretically, knock on wood, this is the last time this happens, the bomber jackets of course, all at Tim's house. <sighs> so in the new shirts there that you see, thing. there's a new shirt today as well that is on its way. But now that we're moving back to the studio, everything will just come to the studio and we can get it then, plus. Barry, can you uh, zoom in maybe to the to the new the kind of funny work from home shirt? Can you enhance the shirt, please? En- enhance, please. That was designed by the one and only Andy, middle name Cortez. I don't know his middle name. Papacito. Papacito. Yeah, Papacito. Andy wow. Papacito wow. Cortez. Holy cow! I always thought it was Nitro Rifle. Uh, this is a cool looking shirt. I love. Very this. cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go on that kind of funny.com slash store to get access to that. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady on YouTube. Today we're brought to you by NZXT and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, we have a Gotham Knights preview roundup for you. I'm going to pull from Mitchell Saltzman at IGN, who has a long preview. I've kind of cut it up into my own Frankenstein version, but I highly recommend go to IGN, give him the click and read the full thing because it's way more detailed than what I'm reading here. But then also, uh, we have a Gamescast that we're recording today that will include our full preview with the one and only Janet Garcia of Kind of Funny and MinMax and probably other outlets. Uh, but for now, hopping into Mitchell's uh, Mitchell Saltzman's preview at IGN, he writes this. On a very basic level, Gotham Knights combat is built on the foundation of the Batman Arkham games. But once you get past the shallow waters, things go in a very different direction. Here's where things will be familiar. You press the direction and the attack button, and your your character gracefully spins, leaps, or slides towards the closest enemy for a quick strike that initiates a combo. Enemies will also telegraph their own attack with an icon that appears over them, giving you plenty of time to dodge out of the way to avoid damage. And that's it. That's where the comparisons end, because everything else feels very different. Gotham Knights is much more abilities-focused, with a meter at the bottom right that governs your ability to use your momentum skills. As you'd imagine, you gain meter by dealing damage and using your dodge to avoid attacks with good timing, and you lose meter by taking damage. There are moments where certain momentum abilities were the key to defeating specific enemy types, and that were armed with powerful armored attacks. Firstly, or no, fights quickly uh, started to v- feel very routine with, v- with very similar enemies in every encounter, to the point where I felt like I had to mix up my tactics. Not because I was being forced to, but just to try and make things a little more interesting. Beyond combat, beyond, uh, Gotham Knights is very impressive. <laughs> the city of Gotham is absolutely go- gorgeous. The many different modes of traversal are all, are all fun in their own way, whether that's by motorcycle, Batgirl's glider, uh, Nightwing, or Batgirl's glide, Nightwing's glider, Red Hood's mystical air hops, or Robin's short range teleportation. The Belfry, 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 the Belfry, Belfry, Belfry. Belfry. The, the Belfry seems like an Bats awesome. That's in the Belfry with a sail of a spoon. Is Bell? Is that like the kids' Batcave? Is that what that is? Is it like a? It's the bat. Well, I mean, bats live in a belfry, but yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of like Oracle's thing. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It's, gotcha. Yeah. 
The Belfry seems like an awesome headquarters full of optional conversations uh, that deepen the relationship between the four heroes. And you can even play Spy Hunter. And the cooperative play uh, feels extremely well implemented. And of course, we have the a, a TikTok from Janet Garcia that went up this morning. Uh, Bear, if you want to press play on that hours of Gotham Knights and it was fun, but some aspects left me wanting more. Gotham Knights has potential with a solid evolving combat system and beloved villains that have me super interested to see what Batman left behind after his death. Story and the world are definitely the shining stars here. Of course, straightforward melee combat, badass takedown animations, and cool gadgets are great too, but repetitive enemy encounters and arena-style battles feel dated in design and flatly familiar in execution at times. I can only break a big grunt shield so many times before I'm bored of it. And while I love seeing Harley Quinn's story play out, the bigger set pieces felt like more of the same instead of a new thrill. Optional multiplayer makes getting through enemies much more of a breeze, as you can easily divide and conquer rooms, but easier isn't always better. Either way, it feels like a lot of thought went into making sure both single player and multiplayer are valid experiences with neither seeming like the true way to hang out in Gotham. We'll have more on Gotham Knights on Kinda Funny Games Cast, but for now, I played two and a half hours you gotta love that loop. Greg Miller, how do you receive these Gotham Knights previews? I, how do I receive them? My initial, you know, li- li- listening to Mitchell, listening to Janet, uh, my initial reaction is, oh man. But mm. I wouldn't say that I was expecting to be like, fuck yeah today. Like I, 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 from everything we've seen for Gotham Knights, have you ever seen something for it and been like, oh man, I can't fucking wait. Like I've, uh, I think honestly, Mike uh, Kurzer in the YouTube chat puts it best. I'm interested, but not that interested. And I think that's a great way to put it where it's like, okay, like I obviously love being a superhero. I love those kind of video games. So like, I'm excited to play this and I'm excited to go, you know, I you know, think about how much, how many times I ran a fucking hive in Avengers. Like I'm excited to go beat the shit out of bad guys or whatever, but listening to Janet, like specifically call out the shield dudes and be able to like close your eyes and remember that from fucking all the Arkham games and everything else that people have said of just like, I mean, even Mitchell, right. And his thing talking about the fact that, yeah, combat is whatever. And I shook it up just to not because I needed to, because I was getting bored with it. Like that sucks. I don't want that. And I, I do wonder, you know, Janet's uh, TikTok preview up on tiktok.com slash at kind of funny games. Go like it, please. And leave a comment on it to share it in the algorithm and all the jazz. Um, her talk about like these giant arena battles. Like it is just glancing at it and listening to it. It's like, Oh man, this feels a little bit like been there, done that before. And so that is like, <sighs> And it's like, you know, are the are we going to get into where, like, even though they're saying, you know, all the previews are like, oh, well, you know, it's there's no true way to play. Like, she talks about the the arenas being easier with other people. So is it going to be that those arenas are going to be especially annoying because there is the guy with the shield coming at me, blah, blah, blah. How does that, like, in the old Arkham games, when you'd be in those situations, like, obviously, you, you felt like you were in control of it. With it being so ability-based now, does that going to hamper that of, like, I'm just, like, laying in with my basic attacks, building that bar to be able to do the super thing and just feel like I'm doing, I don't, it sucks to come away. And I, I, you know, Andrea has a bunch of stuff up on Danny had a bunch of stuff on it. We sent uh, Janet for it because we're all on lockdown because of a studio and we don't want to get sick or do anything coming up on the 14th, but I'm still interested. I'm still stoked to get that code. You know what I mean? Like we're in the really fun zone right now of you check your inbox and it's like, if the review code is in it, you're like, which game is that? And then it's always something you don't care about, but it's, <laughs> I I'm excited for that, but it's also, are you going to be a hard where... sell? So close to God of war and all these things. And blah, blah, blah. when it hits your inbox, 
are you going to be giddy? Because that's where I, that's where I'm at, right? Like I'm I, when I think about uh, uh, Gotham Knights, right? I'm kind of where my cursor is at as well, which is I'm interested but not that interested, and I might even be a little bit lower than that on it because like I like Batman, ba Batman Arkham quite a bit, but I'm also mm -hmm. like I'm not the diehard show up on day one. I'm not a bear. I'm not a bear corny, right? And I'm probably not even a Greg Miller when it comes to Batman Arkham. Like I, I if. If I hear you guys say that this game is incredible, this game is fantastic, oh, then for sure I'm playing this game because I, I do love that combat. I do enjoy that world. And the thing that has engaged me the most about uh, the idea of Gotham Knights has been the story. Because from what I hear from Barrett, from I hear, what I hear from Tamora, and what I hear from, uh, in general from people is that Court of Owls is Cross fucking is awesome. Great. Yeah, and like people have such glowing things to say about it. And I'm here for a fantastic Batman story, especially if Batman's not in it. Right. Like, yeah, let me let me experience more of these other characters. Right. Let me see what the Bat family is all about as somebody who I, I've not gotten much of the Bat family out of the Batman media that I've consumed. Right. Because I'm for especially sure. talking about the movies in that case and the games in the, uh, for, for that matter. And so, like, in theory, a lot of this stuff sounds awesome. But whenever I see a new trailer, whenever I see new previews, whenever I hear more about it, the more they talk about it, the more I'm like, ah, this just doesn't excite me. The idea of it being this co-op experience that seems like it has less of the designed aspects when it comes to the combat of the single player arcing games that are here's a new gadget here's a new thing to tinker with with now you can spray this thing blow up the wall and that's going to take out this group of enemies right here here's these cool stealth puzzles all this shit like i'm sure those will be there to some extent but at this point i'm i, I look at this and i'm like i don't know if it's going to be the level of quality that i want from it right especially for the amount of design you get out of a single player game hearing janet talk about it reading mitchell talk about it it does sound like it is almost that that midpoint between a Batman Arkham game and an Avengers game or like the Avengers multiplayer game that we got from Crystal, Crystal Dynamics where it is hey be, bump up those numbers so you can do more damage on the enemies yeah. and it's not yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to get that level of engaging combat that you got out, out of out of the previous Arkham games like I'm hoping that I'm wrong about that but judging by these previews it seems like it is just going to be uh, a bit more of that which doesn't necessarily excite me yeah I'm still I'm I, I am a day one person. When that code lands, like right now would be the perfect time for that code to land. My concern, of course, and this is such a Greg Miller use case only, but like when that code drops, am I going to be so into Ghostbusters that I'm like, oh man, I don't want to switch over to that. When that code drops, how close to the code for God of War is it? And like yep. when it starts lining up that way, like it wouldn't compete with that for me of like where my excitement is for that. But this does look like I'm down to just obviously knowing who I am to go through and just beat on bad guys. But I, it does fall into that thing of, yeah, we're just leveling up. Uh, we've danced around it. We've mentioned it here and there. Barrett Courtney, you are the biggest bat fan at Kind of Funny. What did all of these previews do for you? Uh, it didn't make me less excited. It didn't make me more excited. It honestly kind of felt what I've been Confirms, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of confirms. And that's, I don't think for me personally that's a bad thing. Uh, I, I like the idea of it being more ability-based. We think of in the context of the entire Bat family, right? Like everybody kind of has their uh, specialities where Batman is kind of the encompassing, he's great at everything kind of thing, except, sure. you know, uh, relationships. And oh. I, I, I like that kind of in the ways that they're building up the legacy of Batman, the Bat the rest of the Gotham Knights, right, also uh, kind of having to figure out their own ways of kind of, you know, helping protect Gotham City without him. Uh, yeah, the combat and the open world stuff, it, it, it seems a little uninspired, and I think that's something where 
we have to remember also like WB Montreal made Arkham Origins, which I, w- I would say that that game has similar problems. The the combat didn't even really iterate on Arkham City. The open world I felt like was a step back from uh, what Arkham City had delivered, uh, but it had a great story and uh, great characters. And I, yep. I, I think that's kind of almost going to be one for one what this is. And it, yeah, it's going to be a different feeling kind of combat. It's going to be a, a, a different Gotham city than what we've known before. But as long as it delivers on that, like I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm excited to hang out with these characters, build my Robin, build, build my Batgirl. Um, I, I think it was like, uh, I, I was listening to a bunch of previews this morning. I think it was Skillup who kind of like evoked a little bit of Avengers, a little bit of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. And I think even someone asked uh, Janet on Twitter of like, you say the uh, combat's like basic, but like, does it feel as uh, kind of uh, not great as uh, Guardians? Because there are some people uh, like myself who did not love the combat in Guardians, but still enjoyed the story for the most part. And even Janet was like, no, this does feel better than Guardians, but you just have to understand, like, it's it's not the Arkham combat. And going in with that expectation, like, yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy this will be, you know, my top 10 of the year. We'll have to wait and see. Like, if they nail it with the Court of Owls stuff, like, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. But if not, like, it, it, then it, then it's not. And then that kind of I'm bums excited. me out. But also, play. at the same time, I'm excited for a different interpretation uh, of a Batman-like video game, right? I, sure. I, I think it's time mm-hmm. for us to kind of move on from from the Arkham stuff. And those were great, but, you know, it's it's been seven years. So let's Let's do something different. Well, question based off of that, right? Like, and, and talking about could this be in your top ten? Could this not be in your top ten? Throwing that out, do you think that for you this can uh, there there is much this game can do to feel like a worthy Arkham successor? Because I know, of course, it is Arkham, but it's not Arkham, right? This feels like a new branch for what they want these Batman games to be. Do you think there's a chance that this could be a no? This lives up to what it is. This lives up to it. The the name of a game called uh, Gotham Knights coming from WB. I. Uh, of course, check out uh, my, my video essays that I made uh, last year called The Arkham Files, where I went back and uh, looked at what made each Arkham game special. And I, I think of those games very uh, deeply in the sense of Batman's uh, relation to the environment that he's in, the player's relationship to that. And I think if Gotham Knights can do that and interpret that in a way where, you know, it isn't Batman, it is Robin, it is Batgirl, it is Red Hood, and does that in a way maybe not as successful as those games, but still on an, an at least an interesting level, like, yeah, I, I, I think there is at least a couple of aspects where this could slightly live up to the Arkham uh, legacy. I, I know that's not going to be the uh, kind of go-to answer for some based off of these previews, but, um, you know, the, uh, this is something that I, th- I think about a lot with the old games, this upcoming game, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to think about for sure. We'll get a full preview from Jan on Gamescast today. You can watch live on patreon.com slash games or tomorrow for free. My last question on this topic is when are we going to get a Teen Titans game? That would be the thing I'll give you. And that, that's funny, too, because this morning I was, like, uh, you know, uh, thinking about, like, seeing some of the cutscenes and how people were talking about the story. I was like, this kind of has more of a Teen Titans vibe where it, it's a little less serious, and I'm kind of into that as well. Uh, yeah. But that this also made Robin, me think, like, I'm let's like, get a Teen Titans game, though. Like, let me I'd play absolutely, Beast. <laughs> if this was a Teen Titans game, you could have shown me all the same shit, and I would have been like, Oh no, I'm in, but it's Team Titans though. Like I'm, I'm fucking in. I'm gonna play the shit out of this thing. I'm just like not a, I, I'm not a, a Bat Family person, I guess yet. 
you know, give me something that gets me there. I'll be interested see if this makes vowels. you a bat family person. How if it'll do a good enough job oh, of, I'm explain, in, in, of I mean, bringing everybody in. I hope it does. I hope the story is. I know. I hope it like, let me let me see it through. But as, as of this moment, I don't know if I'm going to play through this whole thing. You know, especially talking about God of War codes or like other games that are coming out in October because October. See, does, here's does what I think is interesting about that is like I don't get me wrong. Like I look at this and it looks like a middle of the road game. It looks like it'll be hopefully fun enough to play. Hopefully the story is great. Whatever. But you were so into Ghost of Tsushima that I wonder yeah. if this is kind of like our Outriders moment of it's that game. Where it is like, all right, let's just drop in and beat the shit out of some people and level up and move on. And if that, if it can be that, but also it's about mm. the competition that's surrounding it. Now. That's the thing is, I think review season. that is the best case scenario scenario for me of like, oh no, this game is just fun to play and I enjoy the challenges and hanging out with people uh, play, uh, playing this game. Um, yeah, but yeah, if, with if that, Yami's playing it, right, you'll be all over it. Oh yeah, but the, the challenge, the Won't challenge with me. that. I like you. I might call you. I can right, good, good. listen. I can figure out. I can figure this out. We can be like a share custody situation, where you can get me during the daytime. Yami gets okay. me at the nighttime. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's hop into story number two. Overwatch two servers are down following a mass DDoS attack on launch day. This comes from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. The Overwatch two servers have been hit by a mass DDoS attack on the game's launch day. That's according to Blizzard president Mikey Barra, who said on Tuesday that the company is doing its best to resolve issues preventing players from accessing the game. Quote, teams are working hard on server issues <clears throat> with Overwatch 2, he tweeted. He continued, quote, we're humbled by the excitement of players and will continue to focus on issues and get players into the fun. Thanks for your patience, end quote. Overwatch 2 game director Aaron Keller uh, has said that his team is working through the night to resolve the issues which have plagued Overwatch 2's launch day. The game appears to be much more stable this morning with huge queues and connection errors of launch night mostly being resolved. I'm not going to try and get into Overwatch 2 uh, this morning, but let me tell you, all day yesterday. <laughs> you were so excited to play yesterday. <laughs> I was so excited and maybe like hourly i was trying to hop into overwatch 2 and get in there and not once did that game let me in and i was trying on different platforms too i was trying on pc we did the the most of the kf stream from yesterday was us mainly me and andy because somehow mike got in before the service the big, we're the supposed to Overwatch fan that's why they let him in the biggest and it's it's because he's got that he's, he's getting the playstation star streaming they know say, that yeah, mike forks up the money service. and he's getting the best of customers the better customer service and so he somehow got in there by 11 30 even though the servers weren't supposed to go live until 12. insane <laughs> <laughs> but then the rest of the stream was me and andy just constantly trying to get back in and neither of us being able to to, to get through i don't know what andy's story uh, is now because i saw he put up his stream from last night i checked with him this morning because we're doing the games cast and i wanted to talk about it there he did say he did get in so he, okay. he played he played a bunch and they're trying to get out obviously today for the stream but yeah even late last night i i still couldn't get in and it was such a bummer and it's it's the story of live service games on launch day like this isn't anything that's yep. too crazy we've, we've become accustomed to this but it still blows my mind that even after like a decade of games and service and online games and like getting these launches over and over again we're still at a place where launch day can't be clean even from a company as big as blizzard and i'm not casting blame on them because uh, this is assisted by a ddos attack which especially yeah. is nefarious from a, a different party and so like they're uh, they can expect a lot of players to come through i don't know if they can always expect a ddos attack to happen so that's not necessarily on them but even the fact man that like on launch day i can i, I just can't get i can't get my overwatch 2 experience in if I'm, I'm i'm bummed out about it i'm sad about it but maybe today maybe today i'll play some overwatch too Today you're gonna get in. Don't worry about it. Today's gonna be your day blessing. You're gonna get in there. You're gonna see what it's all about. The hubbub. Bless. I, I would knock on some wood after Greg saying that. Knock on some wood. Find I'm some wood right now. My, right now. I think my. I'm, I'm knocking on my desk right now. I don't okay. know if it's made of wood. I don't think it's it fake is. wood. I'd have to call say, Kevin. It's probably that pressed, 
pressed wood chip stuff. It's the same stuff we got at the at the uh, studio. I'm pretty sure. I think these are the old studio desks. That makes that sense. Mm-hmm. I do vaguely yeah. remember Kevin giving you one of those. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Still missing a screw. You still you fall over at any moment. I you mean, now I'm going to work at the office, and so like I don't have to worry about my desk falling, like just fucking collapsing all over me in the middle of a show, which would still be comedy gold, but also I might not come out of that uh, uninjured. So <laughs> unscathed. Greg, what will it take for us to get you into Overwatch Two? A pitch, like I, it's you know, because I know oh, it's not just a first-person shooter. It's protect the payload. It's this, that, and the other, and it's just like okay, well, none of that sounds interesting. I, I feel like I demoed it, you know, for Overwatch One, and now you got DDO. I don't want to get hacked. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going in there and getting hacked if that's what these people are doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, why? Anyway. I mean, do you, you know me? You know me extremely well, both now uh, personally as a friend, and then also obviously from being a listener for years. Do you think there's ever a fucking chance that Overwatch Two would work for me? Yeah, I, I think Overwatch Two. It's not like in the sense that you that you're into games like Fortnite, right? And there there are yeah. PvP games, PvP shooters that you can get into if the experience I think is smoothed out enough from a, a newcomer perspective i think overwatch is one of the games that does that where it is it could be your first day playing overwatch and you can find something that works for you uh especially within all these different roles that exist all these different characters i think there is a greg miller character in overwatch that you'd be able to pick up and go oh this is fun like there's a lot of good feedback now there is like a battle pass situation for for overwatch where you are leveling up as you go so you have things to strive for uh in that sense but yeah from a gameplay sense like i think getting the hang out with your friends experience but then also a game that can be laid back a game that can be hey let's sit back i'm gonna heal the uh these people and get like the points for it or i'm gonna be a tank and just you know swipe at folks if you're playing as as reinhardt i do think you could find a greg miller character in there that might appeal to you where you're getting that that that, that good gameplay feedback but i think it might just be a, a matter of searching for it a little bit okay. like if if this was like apex or call of duty or like Rainbow Six, I'd be like, no, stay away. But I, I, I think Overwatch is, is a friendly enough experience to where you might be able to get in and have fun. But it's not guaranteed. I don't think there's any guarantee of you being into into Overwatch. Interesting. Interesting. Do you know what I do think is a guarantee that people could be into? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. And now available in a 1080p 240 hertz version for the most competitive of gaming situations. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand, or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT FHD Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.com. NZXT.co slash KFGFHD. That's NZXT.co slash KFGFHD. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? I don't. 
think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in the 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Get your credit journey started with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. Story number three, a cob leaker claims that Advanced Warfare 2 is being developed by Sledgehammer. This comes from Jacob Hale at Dexerto. A Call of Duty leaker has reported that Sledgehammer Games are set to develop Advanced Warfare 2, a direct sequel to their 2014 entry into the franchise for the 2025 mainline Call of Duty game. Sledgehammer Games have come under some scrutiny for their COD efforts, with Advanced Warfare, World War II, and Vanguard all featuring big changes to the franchise. Advanced Warfare, in particular, has, has its, its, fair, uh, its fair share of fans and detractors for introducing jetpacks and advanced movement to the franchise. Some say it ruined Call of Duty, while others have long called for jetpacks to return to the game. Some say it ruined Call of Duty. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It seems as though the latter group is going to get their wish, too, uh, as new leaks have suggested that with Vanguard now out of the way, Sledgehammer Games are turning their attention to creating Advanced Warfare 2. Coming from well-known COD leaker Ralph's Valve, uh, they report the developer is aiming to, quote, usher back in an era of Advanced Warfare on the now unified IW 9.0 engine, end quote. Ralph claims that Sledgehammer originally wanted to further explore the world they built with Vanguard, but with Vanguard falling short of expectations, they brought Advanced Warfare back to the table. Greg, I know you're not the the, the biggest Call of Duty person. Is there any, sure. is there anything this does for you as a story? No, I'm done with it. I'm done trying. You know That's how fair. I am. I every it used to be that every Call of Duty would come around. I would go to some preview, usually Judges Week for it. I would watch it. They would talk about how cinematic the campaign is and this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, ah, shit, this does sound pretty cool. Maybe, maybe this is the one that I will get into and be through the and, and be pulled. Through. And every time I would start, and I would drop off after three missions, and I and so I just, I think it was last year where I was just like, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna be remotely like open to it. Don't get me wrong. Call of Duty is a great game. You love Call of Duty. That's fantastic. I'm not trying to rain on your parade or anything. I'm just not the shooter guy and nothing about the way Call of Duty markets itself or makes itself a game does it for me. And so, like, you know, I, we have friends who work at Sledgehammer, obviously. It's their, you know, uh, Bay Area. Uh, so it's like, go get them and have a great time. But, like, no, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be interested. Go have your advanced warfare and your jetpacks and your crazy space machine. This this is one that was that, that was making the rounds on 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 Twitter quite a bit, so I felt like it was worth worth it to pull it up. But it's one that I'm also I take it with a grain of salt, just because advanced ad, advanced warfare two, like that's where you want to go with it. Like I'm I, as somebody who pays attention to Call of Duty, I'm not the biggest Call of Duty fan. I have I've had Call of Duties that I've adored. I'm a big Black Ops person. Um, yeah, as somebody who pays attention. Activision seems to not uh, set up uh, Sledgehammer for success. 
when it comes to their games, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you have the you have Modern Warfare, which belongs to a studio. You have Black Ops, which belongs to the studio. And both of those names are essentially IPs and brands unto themselves, right? When the next Modern Warfare comes out, which is actually pretty soon, people are going to go crazy for that, right? People are very yeah. excited for the next Modern War for Modern Warfare 2. When the next Black Ops game comes out, there's going to be another group of people that are very excited for the next Black Ops. It's happened time and time and time and again where Sledgehammer puts out a game and it is... Oh, let's put out Advanced Warfare. And from to its credit, I think people liked the Advanced Warfare uh, campaign, if I remember correctly, because it was the cool space shit. Uh, or is that... That Infinity was Warfare? the I'm Kevin Spacey one? I might... I'm, uh, Kevin Spacey was, I think, Ghosts or no, Infinite? Uh, uh, no, I, I'm looking at the YouTube. Advanced the, Warfare was Kevin Wikipedia. Spacey. Infinite yeah. Warfare was Kit Harrington. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. In I, 2054, United States Marine, per, first private first class, Jackson Jack Mitchell, Troy Baker, and private William Will Irons, Paul Telfer, take part in an operation to repel a North Korean invasion of Seoul under the command of Sergeant Cormac, Russell Richardson, blah, 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 military, by CEO Jonathan Irons, Kevin Spacey. Chat, were y'all fucking with the campaign for that one? Because I think I was thinking of Infinite Warfare, because people like the space shit in Infinite, Infinite Warfare. Were people fucking with Advanced Warfare? That's my first question. But when you go on to... World War II and then Vanguard, I feel like those have been underwhelming. And a lot of that, I think, comes back to the fact that it's just not Black Ops and Modern Warfare. And you keep throwing these new projects for Sledgehammer to do that, like, that are Call of Duties, right? And so they're the best-selling games of the year. But Activision looks at them and are like, oh, no, these aren't hidden because they're not Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare or, or Black Ops. Uh, and so, like, I look at that and I'm like, oh, man, is Advanced Warfare really the way to go? But then I also look at the scope of who where call of duty is as a franchise and where activision is as a company especially uh, uh, about to be like uh, being about to be acquired by by microsoft right do you want sledgehammer to continue to work on call of duty or do you want them to do something else right because i think we're in that we're in that spot now of there's a lot of call of duty out there you got warzone yeah. warzone 2 is around the corner you got again you got the modern warfare you got black ops there's a lot of call of duty and i think the oversaturation of call of duty is starting to damage the, the its own name a little bit like, do I you think, think xbox changes that i think so i i think you, you distill it down to those three things i think you distill it down to modern warfare black ops and warzone and then have sledgehammer either do support or you'd have them work on something else a new ip or have them work on an already existing Microsoft IP that maybe could be revived, right? Or maybe could use a, 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 another iteration. I think that's the way you, you go about it. I think continuing the yearly, uh, the, the yearly grind of Call of Duty while also doing this Warzone stuff, while also doing Call of Duty Mobile, I think it's just too much. And so I, I, I can't imagine that there. I can't imagine Advanced Warfare Two gets out the door. That would surprise me if we've seen Advanced Warfare Two. That's where wow. I'm at. Wow. Okay. You heard it here first. Story number did, four. I wouldn't surprise me, especially if they're already working on it, especially if they're already moving to it. I think you come in and if, even if you are, you know, Microsoft and you take control of Activision Blizzard and you come there and they're 50% into making Advanced Warfare 2, I think you see that through and then you change, then you pivot. I don't think you cut and run on that. But it's also the question, you know, you don't buy Activision Blizzard and the IPs they own, you know, spend as much money as Microsoft spent on that, right, to not make money back off it. And it is a gamble to say, okay, Call of Duty is super lucrative and makes tons of money and is the best-selling game every year, but we're going to pump the brakes and we're going to boil it down to these three pillars of Call of Duty. I guess four if you toss mobile in there, right? Yeah. And like that's all we're putting out for a while, so there will be years without a new Call of Duty. That's a, a gamble. But of course, I mean, Phil Spencer and the team, I'm sure, want to make quality experiences. Yeah, I guess for uh, to, to that point, right, I think it depends on what the shift looks like because I think the shift would then be maybe you're doing 
when you're on, when you're on, when you're off, right? Or where that off year would be, that is the, the a new Warzone Battle Royale iteration. Sure. Or maybe it is if you're doing when you're on, when you're off, when you're on, when you're off, then one of those studios is making maybe like DL, a DLC expansion for Modern sure. Warfare or something along those lines, right? Like I think there are ways to fill in those gaps to then still get those pops of Call of Duty and those numbers coming in, um, but also making sure that the IP stays healthy because we're not, you know, super oversaturating the market with all all these call of duties because we've only gotten now more call of duties as time gone especially with the mobile and and, and warzone stuff i think cutting off a little like shaving off a little bit of what's not working might actually help for it to stay 100 yeah. profitable um and yeah I, I, and also with vanguard just being last year and and us i i remember reading reports on the show of activision not being satisfied with vanguard and like i would think that that is the lesson of Hey, all right, let's shift. Like this just this just isn't working. I think it is it's time. That's, Especially coming I mean, off that's of those what two you know. Games. I think that's what Xbox would say, and we'll see if that's what they say when they get there. But you mm-hmm. know, to CJ uh Splitson in the YouTube chat, Vanguard was terrible and still sold like crazy. Like yeah. That's the thing. It's all back to, you know, the very uh much touted Ubisoft line about Assassin's Creed when they're like, when are you gonna stop annualizing them? And they're like, when you'll stop buying, stop buying them. them. And then people stop buying them and the quality wasn't that great. And they're okay, they switched it up and they changed how they did it. And like you assume that's how Xbox would handle this is that they're going to get in there and ride out whatever they have, but then really say, Hey, here's what our vision for call of duty is and how we're going to make it something that is another event. That isn't, that is, I don't even know. I mean, I might be thinking too rose tinted glasses because obviously Xbox and Microsoft are also trying to make money off of this. So we'll have to wait and see. Let's talk about something that is also an event with story number four. The PlayStation Stars loyalty program is now live in North America. Oh, this is an event. All right, Wes. What (laughs) an event. The PlayStation Stars launches. Let me log back in here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're on, oh, you got the you got the app on your phone. Is it just of course I have the app app on my phone or is it the PlayStation PlayStation app? app, Yeah, you go in there. It'll make you opt in. If it's anything like my experience today, it will crash several times. It will give you a oh, null and wow. void thing, but eventually you'll log in and then you can just turn on your thing and get some cool collectibles. Like right Holy there, you can shit. see my little thing. Hold on, oh, yeah, you put out. Barrett's showing my tweets, but you can even see here on the thing, right? I got my T-Rex. I got my PlayStation 3. I got my little Stargazer. I got my level one up there. I'm crushing it right now. In the, do, the you have any, do you have any sack boys? No sack boys yet. Uh, no, sack I don't have any sack boys yet. Any ape Oh, I see the new icon. So like when no, you log into the PlayStation redeem, app. If I go to my rewards, there's my Ape Escape guys. They need they need points to I have to redeem them. I have to get 200 points to redeem them. Man, for your thing that you're like touting with like uh, digital collectibles and all this stuff, when you when you tap the PlayStation Stars icon in the app, the first thing you see are like a bunch of coins falling. And I'm like, mm, the, it's not helping mm. to get away from the NFT connotation. Mm. Definitely not NFT plus. Definitely not. No, they're fungible. They're fungible. Okay. Jumping into the Until story from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Oh, that's another question. Do they do they eventually roll this in NFTs? But we'll get there in a second. PlayStation Stars is now live in North America and South America. The new loyalty program, which debuted in Asia last month and will be rolled out in Europe on October 13th, uh, lets players earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities. It has a four-tier level system in which all players start at level one and can work their way up to level four by buying games and earning trophies. 
While the service allows players to earn digital collectibles, Sony has been firm in its uh, assertion that these aren't tradable, nor are they sellable. This appears to be an effort to differentiate them from NFTs, which have proved controversial in the gaming space. Controversially, the service appears to offer high tiers using priority customer support, which has been received poorly by players in regions where the service is already launched. Uh, jumping off of that into a question from Daniel, who writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Uh, Daniel writes in and says, Happy PlayStation Stars Day, Bless and Greg. It's finally here, and it seems dot 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 okay. Well, not the most. It does not seem okay. (laughs) This was a dumb idea, and you held out hope that all right, maybe it won't be that. And then this is a dumb idea. (laughs) While not the most exciting addition, Stars seems to be the ideal way to introduce a feature I've wanted since the PS3. I love a way to display maybe your top five favorite trophies when viewing your PSN profile. With Stars' new digital shelves, this seems digital shelves just a hilarious statement. This seems like a great way to show off uh, some of your proudest PlayStation moments. I personally would like to show off a few a few of my favorite platinums rather than a Sony microphone. What are your thoughts, Greg? You got the scoop on PlayStation Stars. You've been using it. You've been deep diving into it. You've been previewing it, reviewing it. What is your PlayStation Stars impression? Here's what I, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Grace Chen uh, has been the one who's been out there talking about stars. You saw her in the presentation. You read the blog posts. As you all know, we've opened it up. It's now free to write into Kind of Funny Games Daily. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. You can write in your questions. It's just a Google form. I am betting that Daniel is, in fact, Grace Chen <laughs> coming in here. All right. Well, not the most exciting edition. You want to talk about a softball criticism of this thing, right? It seems to be the ideal way to introduce you. I'd love a way to display. Like, what are you fucking talking about, Grace, coming in here and talking like this? Yeah, I mean, yes. It'd be cool to pin trophies to your profile and stuff like that. This lame – first off, it's crashed again. So I can't – It's maybe I'm back in now. Maybe I can do, like – Gary Widow was giving me understandable shit for the display case. It's, it won't load. It's not. Yeah, it's crashed again. Barrett, if you toss my tweet up of like what the display case looks like of the thing, like it looks so ridiculously bad and cheap and garbagey and like a BMP somebody made of what this thing is of having all the stupid uh, things there and then my three little uh, PlayStation 3 and whatever, the Stargazer and whatever, if Barrett's showing it or not. Uh, like there it is. Like this is. This is dumb. And this is such a dumb way to do it. Like what you're talking about, Daniel, is what if you were PlayStation and you were wanting to serve the hardest of the hardcore, us, the people who watch these shows and listen to it, and not even that, I guess, then on top of that, the people who drill into their trophies to be able to pin them to your profile. That would actually be helpful and useful. You know, that that would be the way to actually have it make sense in, in, in a way that wouldn't benefit them. That wouldn't really benefit them in any way. Like you do that, it's similar to activity cards. It's similar to accolades. It's something that point, not even point, probably 5% of the total audience would actually use. And the majority of people would not care about it. Like this is them dipping their toes into how can we incentivize you to spend money? Of course, we've talked about this already this week on, on kind of funny games, daily PlayStation. And of course them probably remastering horizon zero dawn. They're a business. They want to make money. Sure, they're giving you these really stupid collectibles here that are whatever, but more than anything, they're giving you campaigns, a reason to go play, and then, of course, the reward on some of it of the PlayStation Stars coins that you can redeem eventually if you keep working forever. And it is the fact of, like, some of the quests are just buy games. I'd love to look at it, but it's crashing real hard right now. Of, like, you know, go in and, what is it, buy uh, Last of Us, buy something else. Like, they're, they're... they're doing all these things just to get you to spend money, which is totally fine. It's a loyalty program, yada, yada, yada. But, like, 
isn't it? I mean, like, what a whack looking app. What is like? And then they're like, oh, eventually this is going to be added to your profile on PlayStation. Like, what is it going to look like there? Like, it looks garbagey on the mobile profile. This is what they thought it was going to look like. Look at that. Just look at that right now, Blessing. It means it's it's Greg, God of War. So we, we, we that's yeah, cool. that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. We need to address is something that we haven't. Why are you tweeting at Tom Hanks about this? I was gonna ask the question, and I, I was afraid that it was gonna be like some obvious reference that I just didn't get. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that me and Tom Hanks go way back in our feud about PlayStation. Uh, and yes, he just is never gonna be able to get these things. He's wow. never gonna. Wow. He wishes he had this the kind of PlayStation. Is he at the silver? The is he at the silver trophy tier like the rest? I of heard us? he's bronze. I heard he's. Wow. I heard he's not a silver boy like us, Barrett. He's a bronze wow. boy. You wow. know what I mean? Does I thought about tweeting at the Pope. I thought about, tweeting, I thought about tweeting at the Pope about it, but I went with Tom Hanks instead. Well, where did this feud first start? Was this a Beyond thing? Uh, this morning, I was going to tweet about how much I didn't like this PlayStation Stars thing. And then I was like, who would be a funny random person to tag in there? And I went, oh, it's Hanks, man. Tom Hanks. And look, it worked. So many people, they didn't. They went to scroll by that tweet. And they're like, wait, Greg's talking to Tom Hanks. Does Greg know Tom Hanks? And like, they don't know. They don't know. Well, now you, no, added, know Tom now Hanks. you just I really thought there was like a really good But this is a chat be cool situation. Here. Chat's not going to blow this up for me. You I really thought there was like a hilarious I'm flipping this out right here. now. Herman Hulse scrolled by that tweet. And he's like, oh, shit, Greg knows Tom Hanks. Wow, what a big deal. Story number five, Ed Boon says Mortal Kombat's 30th. Do you, am I wrong? Do you think PlayStation Stars are cool, Blessing? Do you think no. this is a cool program? No. In fact, I, as you were talking, I was looking at the app in my phone, and it's like, do you want to sign up? And I was like, no, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't want to sign up. And then, like, I sat and I listened to you talk about it for a little bit. And then you got into, like, the, oh, yeah, you can buy games for points. And I'm sure those points would then, you know, you can be used to get discounts. And I was like... Oh, I should get it for that, shouldn't I? That's actually a good functionality because that's like. Is that how it points. works? Or uh, can you get discounts from these points? Like Nintendo? you can, yeah. Okay. If you're you, when yeah. you buy games, you get points back for or coins, not or whatever they call that. My app crashed, but you Big go ones. through and you get it that way. Sorry, and you can not actually spend it that way. But here, like, yeah, as a as a oh, we will read from the one, the only. Ethan Gosh, a senior reporter at Kotaku who tweeted out today his thing. He said, I'm a PlayStation star now. My first collectible tree is in the bag. Now to just buy a brand new game and earn 50 gold coins, a.k.a. 40 cents. Lol, what is this program? For comparison, I've got about $15 from Game Pass for uh, playing random games over the last two years. And Nintendo eShop gives an automatic 5% uh, credit on all digital purchases. He did follow up. Uh, I'm trying to scroll and find it. Somebody did tweet at him and say, oh, there's actually, yeah, uh, Derek Davis tweeted him, just uh, who's just a person, I think. Yeah, Nola Bourne uh, says, seems like we get additional points from a new game purchase, if this is accurate, to which Ethan, Ethan responded, yeah, it looks like you get a 4% on additional purchases. So it's whatever, but it's like, you know, this incremental uh, chip damage, which is, again, that part is fine. That's it's better good. than nothing. Hey, cool. Yeah. Opt in. When you buy stuff digitally, you get points that eventually, it's kind of how we talked about with the eShop on Nintendo. Yeah, and I Where really I'll like go that eShop sometimes system. to buy stuff, and it's like, oh, I got enough Nintendo coins? Sure, why not go for it? I think it gets round out but by who? a lot of the, the weird Nintendo stuff, but that eShop system where you're getting points back to then get discounts on digital purchases is actually fucking great. I use it all the time. I get like $5 off, $10 off the, uh, certain things all the time. So shout out to that. Uh, and that is the one reason why I was like, uh, I should get this PlayStation Stars thing because I do like that system. And then I clicked um, join, and then it said something went wrong. And so yeah, well, you'll get day one as we just talked about, right? It's probably getting DDoS attacks, just like Overwatch. You, so many. You big think things. there's a DDoS team out there? I don't know if they're teams. Are they squads? But there's the bigger a troop... thing about it. The <laughs> bigger thing DDoSing about it is like stars. It is, I think, classic PlayStation of overcomplicating a simple thing people want. 
People love loyalty programs. They love to go buy something and get rewarded, even if it is 40 cents or the bonus coins or whatever it's going to actually net out to be on all these coins, right? That's great. Mm. That's cool. Challenges to get more of those coins, that's great, blah, blah, blah. At what point are they going to completely give up on these digital trophy room, whatever, the goods? Like, this is so stupid. Nobody wants this. Nobody cares about it. You're, nobody is ever going to be like, look at the awesome fucking thing I got, which means that I think within the next year and a half, they will quietly stop putting out new fucking 3D PS5s and Vitas or whatever the hell they're going to put out no, there for you to Greg, go claim. Don't say that. They'll, they'll definitely Just, support Why are you making this more complicated? Give them, give them discounts on the store. Let people pin, let them show their trophies like we were talking about earlier. Just put those up. And not even like, like something super special. Just a stamp book, a little passport, a little PlayStation passport. Think of PSN profiles Ooh, I mean, where I can go and I can change the top of my banner to what I like. It, it's like, here's your trophy milestones. Here's your hardest ones you've ever gotten, stuff like that. Like, give that functionality. Just give that functionality. That's all you need to do if you're trying to really incentivize people. Like, who's like looking I, at this? Like, and again, I'd love to look at it, but it's crashing on. Uh, don't even get me started on Mark City 64 over there. But like, you go into the challenges. If I can load it, and I probably can't. No, you know, the campaigns, and it's like, here, buy a bunch of these games. It's like, all right, like, yeah, and you get this fucking thing. Oh, what the hell's going on? It's, it's like just the, the play why? port, like a report, why? like a play report. You're wasting your PlayStation time, PlayStation. PlayStation. You are wasting your time on this. These little spinny things and looks are the same waste of time the accolades were. But it's like, I want to say they're a waste of time. You look at, again, throw it back up. My fucking God of War trophy case with these fucking three little JPEGs on it. You didn't spend that much time on it either. So I'm not too worried about the amount of time. You're going to walk away from it. I understand. I'm not mad about it. I'm disappointed. This I isn't think, something we wanted. You're, you're disappointed. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the disappointment for me also comes from the fact that we can visualize so many better ways to do this. Like, I think if PlayStation came to us and they're like, hey, Greg, bless, and they, let's throw in Janet for PS Love You and Bear for PS Love You, right? PS Love You squad, we want you guys to advise us on how we should do a loyalty, loyalty program. I think we'd be able to come up with something banger, right? Because like we're all nerds here. Like We all yeah. love the little in intricacies. How cool? Of, I mean, how cool is it? Like, Think about it, how cool it was when you get that email from PlayStation. It's just like, hey, you're one of the first 0.1% people to platinum whatever game here, what used to be yeah. a theme or an icon or whatever. Like, even just the acknowledgement of it. Like, oh, that's or cool. Even, that means, even the I feel like year. I'm in the ecosystem. Even this in the end of like, the year. What the fuck is this Burger King Kids Club shit? When you get the email uh, that, or beginning of the year, where it's like, hey, this is your PlayStation year in review. And it tells you, like, you got this many trophies. You played this many hours of this many video games. This is your top three. We love the nerdy shit. Like, we love statistics. We love uh, being able to take yep. that and share it with our friends. Like, a lot of what they're going for here, I, I think it's supposed to appeal to the, like, that identity that you have, right? Your PlayStation identity. I want people to know that I played fucking 80 hours of Sekiro last year, right? Like, we want to do that. I think there are ways for, for them to do that with this loyalty program. That would be dope. If it is, hey, here's your PlayStation passport, and it is... Boom, like you are showing people that you played, you know, fucking 60 hours of Sekiro, which you can kind of already do. You can go to people's profiles and see like their time play on games and like shit like that. If they took but they that, make it hard. They make it they make it hard through. And if they a took that again, if, passport if, it like seal PSN profiles, passport it that way. Have it be something that you can share with almost like I'm not a me, like a actual person walking around, but something you UPC code or whatever the fuck you call those QR codes. Do something yeah. with that. There's a bunch of cool There's ways so to make this cool and it. also make it way less work than you've made it. 1000%. Someone tried hard on PlayStation Stars. I understand that. And I'm sorry it did not work out. Andrew Grimes in the YouTube chat says, I have a simple rule in life. I don't complain about free things. Well, Andrew, you've been watching us complain about it for an hour. So, you know, maybe you should think about living by the rule, closing YouTube, go outside, ride a bike. <laughs> you know what Touch I mean? Because in here, we talk about the minutiae of the dorky shit.
Also, All right. Andrew, this show is free, and you're complaining about the show. So also, what does that Andrew, say about you? You're also, fucking Andrew, hypocrite. Did you complain about PlayStation saying they were going to re remake uh, Horizon this week? Because that's free. They didn't do anything to you. You don't have to buy that. Let's talk about something that warms my heart. And that thing, that person, is Ed Boon. Story number five, Ed Boon says Mortal Kombat's 30th anniversary is the main focus currently. This comes from Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. Mortal Kombat co-creator co uh, Ed Boon says the announcement of his studio's next fighting game will have to wait until the 30th anniversary celebrations are over. Boon explained on Twitter that while he understood fans were anxious to hear about the next NetherRealm Studios game announcement, the studio would be focusing on the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat first. Quote, we know a lot of you are excited about the next NetherRealm Studios game announcement, and it'll happen in due time, Boon said. Quote, but first, it's all about 30 years of Mortal Kombat. That's what we're going to celebrate and focus on. Our next game announcement will be separate from MK30, end quote. The original Mortal Kombat, uh, made, the original Mortal Kombat made its arcade debut on October 8th, 1992, and quickly gained popularity for its digitized fighters and controversial fatality finishing moves. The latest game in the series, Mortal Kombat 11, was released in 2019 with a DLC expansion called Aftermath, Aftermath. released the following year. And I'm all about it. I, I didn't even think about the fact that it was the Mortal Kombat 30th anniversary. I didn't realize that was coming in three days. Yeah, three yeah, days. I was going to say, like, when I was reading the article, I'm like, when's it coming? Oh, okay, just three days. That's not Yeah, enough. October 8th. I, I know he said he's not talking about the next game. What I would love, though, right, as for, I'm somebody who, I, I really love Mortal Kombat. I adore Mortal Kombat. I feel like it's been forever since we've gotten a Mortal Kombat anniversary collection of games, right? Like, give me a release of, like, the first three Mortal Kombat games. Or like even if it is like an arcade, um, like a Son the Sonic Origins thing that came out in um, uh, June that was, hey, here's Sonic one through three in CD in a packaged thing. Here you go. I would be down with that. I don't know if they're gonna give us that because he's talking about don't expect games, but like it's been a while. I I I wish I want to see them celebrate the history of Mortal Kombat a little bit more because I feel like they don't do that often enough. And Mortal Kombat is. Iconic. I'm surprised there's not more juice right now for the 30th that you would have heard. You know something coming up coming around for that. No, as yeah, we've learned in the last few years, companies uh, are really bad at celebrating their anniversaries. Except for Sonic. Sonic was Except going for Sonic somehow. Nintendo yeah. looking at you. Fucking shitting on the Zelda 25th. Bunch of, or 35th or whatever. However however old that game is. Disappointment. Where's Wind Waker on Switch? Jesus Christ. Where is Wind Waker on Switch? Where's Marvel Princess? vs. DC? Where I don't think we're gonna get that. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get that coming back anytime soon. But yeah, I see the point. Like, if they were to give us a, a collection of Mortal Kombat's one through three, and even if I'm taking it a step further, and now I'm living in a dream world, give me the fucking PS2 Mortal Kombat games that a lot of people didn't like, but I did because I was a, a youngin that played Fair a lot enough. of Deception. Right? Give me Deception. Give me Shaolin Monks. Give me uh, Armageddon, and call it a day. And Mortal Kombat versus DC for that matter, because I think that would be included in there. I think that'd be, that'd be really fun. But I imagine that this will be some phone wallpapers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a tease of maybe hey, an nft maybe an NFT. maybe oh, maybe oh god forbid an nft maybe it is hey here's your mortal kombat 2 movie trailer uh, coming out next year sometime because we're not going to get it on, on whatever day that is but a man can hope this saturday we'll see story number six i think our last news story for the day yeah our last news story for the day uh hideo kojima has tweeted once again he tweeted out this morning and this is with if you remember a few weeks ago on kfgd me and tim did a whole conspiracy episode talking about what the fuck this image is on the Ko kojima productions website right because a random image appeared of a silhouette of a girl that said who am i and people the sleuths out there went who and discovered you? that it who, who are you who people are you? Went, went and discovered that it might be Elle fanning the little sister of dakota fanning who's also an actress 
this morning, <laughs> who's not just the little sister, not who is also an accomplished actress herself. Yeah, uh, Kojima tweeted out this morning the answer to quote who at Tokyo Game Show will be in the next quote where. It'll be in the next where quote unquote says Kojima. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm like because I have my own theories. That people in chat got mad about, so I'm not giving you all my theories anymore. Greg, what's your thought about this? I can't wait. I love Kojima, and I want to see what's next. And there's been so many rumors, right? There was the whole Tom Henderson thing about overdose that then they asked him to take it down, but then this thing, then there was, you know, that was going to have Mama's actress in it from Death Stranding. And then, yeah, there was the leak where it was like, okay, well, there was another Death Stranding. And then it was, okay, well, Kojima, you know, was wearing the, the VR and he was going to do VR stuff at TGS and whatever. It's like, listen, I'm in. Keep, I don't mind the teases. I don't mind the, I don't mind the official teases. I just can't do it with the unofficial teases. All right. I mean, that's but I'm ready Kojima just to, I'm ready for them just to tell me what it is. Just so tell me what it from is. From YouTube chat, Yasmin says apparently that L Fanning liked the Kojima uh, Instagram post. There you cool. go. I got Open thoughts on that, case. but y'all ain't getting my thoughts because y'all got mad last time when I told you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say last time? I got, got one, one. I said, I said this is probably desiring too. Uh, but the connections yeah. that he was using to like how Kojima was like teasing it. And how it was like uh, a, a movie called I Am Sam or something in Sam I Am. Uh, who, who knows? And then it tying into the Grinch <laughs> and Dr. Sam sort of <laughs> Porter Bridges. Now, I don't the know. Theory, like, it, was, it was kind of batshit insane, no. but like I it's got where It's not batshit insane, <laughs> but it's also like it's not even my own theory. These are prevalent uh, theories that are, that are online that I saw, and I was like, no, that makes a lot of sense. Right? Because the idea of it is Kojima asking in this thing, right, who am I? Uh, El Fanning. Elle Fanning played the character of Lucy, who was Sam's daughter in the movie, I Am Sam, right? So the connection I made was like, oh, yeah, I who am I? The, the, the answer might be I Am Sam. This might be a Sam Porter Bridges thing, Death Stranding, right? That was the simple connection I made, let alone if you really want to connect together the, the dots. Elle Fanning played, Greg, the baby version of the character Lucy in Sam I Am, who is the daughter to Sam. Now, sure, going to Death sure. Stranding, of course, Sam Porter Bridges is the character who carries around a baby. Greg, what is the name of that baby? Spoilers for Death Stranding. Uh, Lou. Lou, right? Who is who is Sam's wife in Death Stranding? Lucy uh, is, is her name. Is oh, Lucy. I don't remember that part. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that one's I'm sorry. I, don't, I remember Death Stranding not that much of the lore, I guess. Yeah. So I think there's I think there's enough connective tissue there that it could be hinting toward a, a death stranding thing. And I think that's a Kojima thing to do because Kojima's a bad That is a Kojima person. thing to do for sure. Yeah. Like don't forget more importantly. What I need to because I know we're running we're running long on the show. Somebody needs mm -hmm. to tweet at me and explain. It can just be a link to the article. I, is I saw Norman Reedus tweet go around uh, yesterday, two days ago, this week, whatever. That was uh, Daryl Dixon walking in, and then it was the Eiffel Tower. Are is the is he getting a spinoff in Paris from the Walking Dead universe? And how the fuck did he get to Paris? Thank you. Somebody tweet at me and explain. I didn't it. see the Eiffel Tower thing, but I did see he's getting a, a spinoff, which good for him, man. It's a, tweet, the, tweet the thing to me, everybody. I don't want to hear about it now. We don't have time to go through it. I stopped watching The Walking Dead a long time ago. Greg, I'm so excited to see what this Norman Reedus in Paris thing is. But I wonder if it's like Emily in Paris, but it's in Walking Dead. But that is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look?
The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah, really quick. I just want to point out this hilarious comment from Andy in the chat where he said, we're about to learn that Blessing also believes John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive. I fucking hate y'all. I fucking hate you all. Out today, I want apologies from all y'all. When we get to Game Awards and Kojima's like, he's demonstrating too. And L Fanning is playing Lucy. And I'm like, who's Lucy Greg, again? you better like, apologize. Apologize on behalf of all of us. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't need apology from you, Greg. I need apology Fair. from chat. For going crazy. And, and uh, actually, no, not Bear Courtney, because Bear said he was. He kind of got where I was going with it. Uh, out today, we got Death Verse, Let It Die for PC. We got Bibots, Bibots for PC, and then Dead Cells got a free update today, adding a boss rush mode. New dates for you: Company of Heroes three is being delayed to February twenty third, twenty twenty three. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's next gen version is launching on January thirteenth, twenty twenty three. A new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer arrives tomorrow. Twenty two recent series zooms to Steam early access no- November twenty second. Yin Yang puzzle game Terracotta has been delayed to November seventh on PC and Q one twenty twenty three on Switch. And then Ambirial Dreams will be available in early access on October eighteenth, twenty twenty two on Steam. Uh, deal of the, the day for you. West of Loathing is five dollars and fifty cents on the U.S. eShop. Now it's time to squat up. Of course, you can write. No, full kind of stop. Up. Okay, people are totally misunderstanding what I'm saying. Nano sent me an article. I thank you very much for that. Where it is confirming he's going to Paris. I, somebody needs to just tweet how the fuck Daryl Dixon gets to Paris. Did I miss that they have fl- planes? Like they found a jumbo jet to he fly got, to he Paris. Got a boat. Did he get kicked on a boat? He and then a, a special fuck you to Jacob Felix, who just tweeted at me just from the fucking image I asked about. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I saw this image. <laughs> Daryl Dixon in the Eiffel Tower. What's it mean? He just tweets at me. He just tags me in that fucking post. Uh, while, we're forgiving, while, while we're giving people fuck yous, uh, Mike Herzer in chat says, Blessing thinks all Dakotas and L's are the same. Did I not mention the baby version specifically of that character in that movie? Dakota p- played the it. older I version. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. L played it. the baby version of the character, which is the whole point I'm making. But I digress. Uh, squad up. Of course, you can write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, uh, where you can get your squad ups read on the show. Just like Alexis. Alexis writes in with a squad up on PS5 and says, just looking to add fellow kind of funny best friends uh, and to fill up my friends list with cool people. If you want to play with a cool person, Alexis, I can add them on PS5. Matt Batson says maybe it's the small Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas. No, Matt, we have an article saying he's in Paris. I don't know how he got to Paris. That is not, we are not debating if it's Paris or not. We are not tagging me in the Norman Reedus tweets. We are explaining how a man with nothing going on. In the chat, uh, someone said Paris, Texas. In the chat, I think I am saying there's a Paris, Missouri. Paris. First off, so fuck y'all. Uh. Anyway, you can add Alexis on PS5. <laughs> Amiantos, that is spelled A M I A N T O S. Amiantos on PS5. If you want to play some cool games, some cool people. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. You write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, people are writing in about Walking Dead shit, but it's it's Nano being being a, a little a little smarty out there. He's being I a little smarty. Tries to get smart about it. Uh, Nano keeps trying to confirm that he's in Paris, France, which again is not what he's asking. I hate everybody. I hate everybody. Uh, Greg, did you know that wrong. he's in Paris? Greg, the new show the new show is going to be in Paris. Hey, Greg, that's it's in Paris.
what if Death Stranding 2 is in Paris? <laughs> what if this is like all a big conspiracy? Ocean. <laughs> what if you like you like fucking turn up the saturation in the Norman Reedus photo and you see Elf Fanning in the background? Think about that. Oh, Think about shit. that while I tell you about the rest <laughs> of this week's host. Show. Tomorrow, show. Thursday, you're getting me and Tim. Friday, you're getting Tim and me. If you're watching watching live right now after this, it's some more Overwatch 2 with Mike, Andy, and Nick. I'll maybe be jumping into that too. We'll see if Overwatch lets me in. If you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily